to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. Pitchfork's Paul Thompson describes today's guest as wistful, country-tinged rock somewhere in the neighborhood of the Grateful Dead's American Beauty or maybe Neil Young's Old Ways. The band has released several critically acclaimed albums, including 2014's Atlas, which reached number 34 on the U.S. Billboard album chart, and received a Best New Music designation from the taste-making website, Pitchfork. In 2015, Grateful Dead drummer Bill Kretzman joined the band on stage at Outside Lands. Best known as the bassist of the American indie rock band Real Estate, with whom he has recorded four studio albums and as the frontman and primary recording artist of the indie rock band Alex Bleeker and the Freaks, I interviewed him about seven years ago, at which time he explained how the California sound and the internet have helped shape his way in the world of music. Now, seven years later, it is my honor and pleasure to introduce today's guest, Alex Bleeker. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks so much. I can't believe that was seven years ago we did that uh, original interview. Seven years ago, yes. Time, time flies. <laughs> Where does it go? Right. I opened the show with D+. And in an interview with Brooklyn Vegan, you explained, I wrote the lyrics to D-plus on January 20th, 2017, Inauguration Day, as I anxiously watched this terrifying political nightmare play out on the streets of America's capital. I wrote this song as a reminder that we're all plugged into a much deeper universal consciousness, one that is graciously indifferent to this seemingly precarious moment. In times of personal stress, it's comforting for me to remember that I am part of an unfathomably large system that will continue to achieve its own balance indefinitely. Three years have passed. Do you still feel the same? I couldn't have said it better myself, Marshall. <laughs> but, yeah, I do. I feel that way. And I think, you know, it's funny that that thing that you just read to me, that quote I wrote recently. So the lyrics to the song I wrote on January 20th. 2017, but that little sort of interpretation 
poll quote I wrote recently when the song was finally coming out to see the light of day, obviously it missed, you know, this precarious moment that we're, we found ourselves in right now. So I think it, it, it resonates more than ever, for sure. And how is this precarious moment affecting the way you, you write and perform? Well, it's certainly affecting the way that I perform and my band that I'm in real estate performs. We've been pretty much uh, grounded since, you know, early March when we had a record come out. So it's changed just one of the many ways in which it's changed my year significantly as I was supposed to be traveling and playing all sorts of shows. And I've been home, which to some level has been nice to take a little break from the road, but obviously the circumstances, I wish the circumstances were much different. Well, you and, and many other musicians and actors and people in entertainment are, are feeling the same way. I recall, and you, you probably don't know that I have this, but I recall watching a video, and in this you're dancing at a battle of the bands in, <laughs> in high school. But it wasn't until I saw your recent video for Mashed Potatoes that that memory came back to me. In the track, you're singing, I want a cup of coffee, mashed potatoes and juice. I want peace and justice, but really, what's the use? Making music is young man's game, and they'll never play your song on the radio. Can you tell me more about this song and also how the video came about? Yeah, the song itself was sort of written, you know, like if you listen to the verses, they're somewhat disconnected from the chorus, although they're definitely related. The verses of the song are sort of deal with kind of heavier themes, eradicating a kind of toxic energy in your life, and then kind of also, but then the chorus sort of turns to the simpler pleasures and throwing your hands up in the air and not necessarily being able to solve all the world's problems. But I also, just a little sort of Easter egg nugget, I, I kind of was, I was trying to write a song that, like sounded tossed off like something like the basement tapes all those great lyrics about spilling juice on me and you know <laughs> uh that was kind of ringing around in my head that dylan and the band were, were playing with at the time so that that's a little bit of an influence on that on that particular track the video was directed and shot by my wife leanne Chris, who's very talented in her own right and it actually was just kind of came out of me uh, dancing around the kitchen in a sort of joking way, trying to make her laugh. And she was like, I swear, this is good. We should make a music video out of this. People are going to love it. And, you know, lo and behold, she was right. She usually is. How did you get the set set up? I mean, you have a bare white wall, which is very effective in, yeah. in contrast to you. Was that wall always like that, or did you have to work as around as it? As I know... <laughs> You know, as, as long as I've known it, it's been like that, which isn't very long. It's a it's a storefront in a town that's really close to the one where I live that has been vacant for a couple of years now. And it just so happens to be located next to a friend's art studio. So we kind of put out an APB like, hey, does anybody know where we can find a pristine white room? And uh, fortunately, this is what came back to us. Well, it's very effective as a video and even more so effective as the lyrics and music go. Why don't we take a listen to Mashed Potatoes? Great.
is my interpretation of the song, but I feel that you're talking not only to people my age, which is pretty old, but uh, you're also talking to a younger generation. Is that what you plan to do on this? I hope so. I mean, I, you know, in general, I hope my music appeals across a, you know, sort of a broad spectrum. Uh, I'm also talking to myself. So yeah, I, I would say that I'm glad that it, it, uh, it works that way for you. It certainly did. About 10 years ago, you had an interview with Matthew Schnipper of The Fader. And and in that, you stated, we're a Brooklyn band now. How boring is that? (laughs) But, But your album, Country Agenda, was the result of spending, I believe, eight days working on it at Panoramic Studios, which is situated along the coast in Stinson Beach, California, about an hour north of San Francisco, and very far from Brooklyn. Why did you choose to record there, and are you still a Brooklyn band? Well, um, it's funny, you know, there's a couple of things there. I mean, that, that band that recorded that record at Panoramic Studios was is Alex Bleeker and the Freaks, as you mentioned, and we were very much a Brooklyn band, with New Jersey roots, of course, um, but we were operating in Brooklyn, practicing, rehearsing, playing a lot of shows, in Brooklyn, that's where we were based, but uh, I have a well-documented affinity uh, for the Grateful Dead, and I think that, especially during that time that that record was recorded, and it was like some sort of, you know, I don't want to sound too woo-woo here, but some sort of divine providence pulled us out to the coast of Northern California, sort of searching for the sound, as they say. 
we wound up making that record there and actually coincidentally or perhaps not so coincidentally where i'm talking to you from right now is about five miles down the road from that studio i like the little coastal area so much that i have now made it my home actually making that record pulled me out here and changed my life altogether so it was uh, it was serendipitous for sure is panoramic studios is that a unique studio is it different from other studios you've recorded in it is incredible studio. I think it's uh, probably my favorite recording studio that I've ever worked in and really ever seen. It's uh, it's really it just sits on this mountainside above the Pacific Ocean with these big you know floor to ceiling windows that look out on the ocean and it's like really you know if you imagine like the Rolling Stones recording in the south of France or something it, it really feels like that it's like being in a recording studio chateau and it, but for a fraction of what I imagine the price of that would have been it's really kind of a diamond in the rough it's a, it's kind of accessible to a lot of different musicians which is, I know the guy John who runs it, and it's a real tip of the hat to him that he's made this incredible place accessible to all kinds of people. Well, why don't we take a listen to a track from Country Agenda, and it's titled Downright Stinson, and this is by Alex Bleeker and the Freaks. Thank you. 
That was Downright Stinson from the album Country Agenda by my guest, Alex Bleeker and the Freaks. I'm going to jump a little bit ahead here because I don't want to forget to ask you this. I'm sure that our listeners, having heard these tracks, would like to know how to get them. So what's the best way for someone listening to obtain some of your music? All of this music that you're hearing right now, and actually all of my music and all the music we've mentioned, is available on all the you know, modern streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, things like that. You know, the records are all available at a variety of places online. You, if the best way to support me directly as an artist is to visit my Bandcamp page. If you just type in, I think it's just alexbleakerandthefreaks.bandcamp.com. This is how good I am at marketing my music, because I don't even know where it's for sale. <laughs> but a quick Google search will find you everywhere you can buy it physically. So your original bandmates, as well as you, have produced solo albums. Does this mean that you have parted ways, or are you still close? The original original lineup of, of the band Real Estate has gone through some, some lineup changes, but for the most part, we're still there, and we're still close, and making solo records means, it, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not committed to the band Real Estate, which is very much active and thriving. It just kind of gives us an outlet to go and explore different territory and do things in a way that we want to do, and then come back to Real Estate having that that other outlet, which I think is really helpful. The term solo, I'm not quite sure I understand it. Does that mean that it's just you, or do you have a session, session musicians? How, how does that work? Yeah, it's not really solo. I mean, the band Alex Bleeker and the Freaks is very much a band. You know, the Freaks, as they're lovingly referred to, are, you know, a specific group of people. This record that, you know, with the first two tracks in March is just Alex Bleeker, so that's more of a solo endeavor. But there are some other musicians that play on the record, but it's, it's kind of crafted in a more, you know, just me without those guys kind of a way. Um, and that was basically due to just circumstance and people moving around and growing older, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think we've discussed the the uh, makeup of the band. Who plays what and who are they? Who are the freaks? Yeah, so uh, the freaks are me, Alex Steinberg, Nick Lynchner, all of all of us hailing from Ridgewood, New Jersey, as well as a guy named Jacob Wolf and another guy named Dylan Shoemaker. The band makeup is uh, two guitars, bass, drums, and a keyboard. I'd like to talk about animal tracks and the music critic david beaven wrote on animal tracks a blistering cover of a song by vermont's mountain man the freaks sing in unison of sipping barks root beer and hanging out on a set of back stairs it quickly recalls real estate's suburban beverage a song mostly easily identified by the chant budweiser sprite do you feel all right the drink may be different, but the buzz comes from the very same place. I'd like to play Animal Tracks. Would you like to introduce it for our listeners? Sure. I, the reason I wanted you to play this song is because it, it kind of, this is from my very first record, and it harkens back to, you know, we've kind of got a retrospective taste of all the music that I've made over the years. And uh, so, as that quote said, this is a cover song, although a very different version, you know, more folky tune written by my friends in the band Mountain Man. This song has become somewhat of a staple of our live performance. Uh, I think you'll probably hear why after hearing a little bit of it now. Okay, let's listen to Animal Tracks.
That was Animal Tracks from the album Alex Bleeker and the Freaks. I know you talked about how the the pandemic has uh, messed up plans, but do you have any future plans? I'd like to think that I have some sort of future plans. (laughs) I don't know what they are yet. Most immediately, I'm going to the grocery store after this call. But no, musically, both myself, Alex Bleeker, and the band Real Estate have new albums coming in uh, 2021. So that's something to look forward to. And hopefully, 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 if everything goes right, maybe by late summer or early fall, we'll be able to uh, play live again. That's our... That's that's where we're hedging our bets right now, so we'll see. And by playing live, are you going to be playing in California, or are you going to travel around? Right now, the only show that is tentatively on the books uh, is a real estate show in September in California. It's a festival. And so we're, we're waiting to see you know, if that gets pushed back or canceled or not, but it is tentatively slated to happen, so we shall see. All right. Alex, I'm so happy that you were able to take the time to speak with me. And uh, now I'd like to come full circle and close with Bet Your Ass, which I think sounds a little country to me, but perhaps you'd like to introduce it, maybe tell us a little bit about it before I play it. Sure. This is Bet Your Ass, the uh, titular track on a little EP of the same name uh, that I made just after moving to California. And yeah, that was kind of my idea was I wanted to uh, I think every song on the record says the word outlaw, and it's kind of a jokey riff on what happens if I make my homespun version of outlaw country. <laughs> okay, well, let's listen to a homespun version of outlaw country, Bet Your Ass, and thanks again, and I hope to hear from you again real soon. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Mr. Radio. Bet your ass I'm an outlaw, you best believe I'm no joke, but you could learn a thing or two from me, simple city folk. School boy Billy ain't afraid of much, but he's afraid to go downtown. But I know things get hard sometimes And there's always an ebb before the flow So take some time off work What's your money really worth If you're not here, ready to roll I'm no good I won't go changing for no one Honey, everybody says I should Big Wig Betty doesn't gamble much But she knows how to let it ride Put your money on the table Take heed of all the fables Let the man upstairs decide But I know things get weird sometimes And you can't help Things you can't control Try to take a breath Embrace a certain death I'll be here, ready to roll 
Some time off work, what's your money really worth if you're not here? 